Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Camillus Anthony podcast that occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, we are recording this mere hour away from actual new 2021 NBA basketball being played. Obviously, as people are listening to this show, Tuesday's games will already have occurred, but we are sitting on the doorstep of the NBA season. How are you feeling at this, at this pinnacle moment? It feels weird, but I'm excited. I am so excited. Basketball just ended. The whole thing has been a blur, but we're going to have a fingers crossed real season. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be strange. This is going to be such a strange year, just like the football season was, I think. um, And baseball and I don't really know what to expect. I'm so excited for this time, this like timeline of the NBA. The fact that it starts just as football is ending is just seems perfect to me. I'm, I'm just so excited for like the NBA season to carry me into 2021 and be like the seemingly majority of 2021. That just makes so much sense to me. And I wouldn't be surprised if the league tries to do something like this moving forward in future years where it's like, why have the season compete with football at all? Like why not just have it because football is such a rigid September to, you know, January with a game in February. Like why not have it start basketball start in December and go until like June. I think a lot of that has to do with tradition. Sure. You know, like basketball used to start on Halloween. Now it starts earlier than that. Um, COVID has changed the landscape, so anything's possible. You know, Silver's talking about expansion. Um, Ooh, we have if they don't bring games. back the Sonics, I'm, I'm going to hurt some people. Oh, Seattle is the number. Th- that would be the first expansion be. team. It has yeah. to be. Uh, I, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. They have the money. There's a stadium. Um, right. And the NBA owes it to them. And there's a built-in fan base there. Yeah. So, um but league expansion is tricky because depending on how you let people buy the teams, it just turns into sort of a long-term loan from the NBA to the new owners. And that doesn't really make a lot of financial sense for people that need money now. So, or who may need money now. So it's not like a strict catch grab. um, But there's, we talked about it. We've talked about it before. There just seem to be too many good players that aren't getting uh, PT. So, you know, there's only like a handful of teams that are really truly bad this year and the talent is diffused throughout the league. It's really exciting. Yeah, no, it's, this is, this is a year. And I know you said this 
uh, when we were talking before we hit record. This is this is a year that I feel like anything. Just there's there's so much unpredictability to it, and there's so many different narratives that you could go down, and so many different teams that you could hook, hit your wagon to. And you were saying you had a really hard time figuring out who was going to make the playoffs, who's in your you know who's your top eight seed on the East or the West. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to go through our. Eastern Conference, Western Conference predictions for the playoffs, for who we think is going to be in contention, and then also some end of the year awards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, uh, and then maybe we pick our champion. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with playoff seeding, or do you want to start with uh, end of the year awards? Let's go with playoff seeding. Why not? Let's start in the East. All right. You you go from eight. Give us your eight seven and then we'll talk and then six five talk four three talk two one talk and i will make my list on the fly and make it as contrarian to yours as possible okay and let's remember <laughs> there are play-in games again oh, so there are really yes. 10 teams but i structured it as one through eight and then the two on the bubble and then teams Perfect. that i would be surprised so Perfect. in the east i'll give you the ones i'd be surprised well okay. or that i just don't feel like they could make it Cavs, Pistons, Knicks. I think that's pretty easy to predict. The Magic are missing their best player. And while they still have good players and an exciting young point guard, um, now they have two exciting young point guards, excuse me. They're, I, I just sort of feel like this is a year where they can easily not win and maybe lean into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I totally have Orlando that. making it. And then I do think that the Hornets are maybe another year away. I think there are other young teams that are a little bit more experienced and are going to be, I mean, there's only 72 games this year, you know? So um, I think it's going to be tough, even though I like Charlotte a lot. And I think that Hayward there is really good for the young kids. I just don't think that they'll do well enough. Um and then I'll just give you my nine. I, I don't think Atlanta or Chicago is in the top eight. Atlanta still doesn't, their defense, I still don't know if it exists. And even if yeah. it does, is Ice Trey such a negative on that end that it ends up hurting them anyway? And then Chicago, you know, it's a new coach. Their team might not work really. And I just mm. sort of like the other teams more. So my eight and seven, I went back. Ooh, and wait, wait, wait. On. I want to talk. Oh, sorry. About, I want to talk about those. Yeah. Cause I agree with you. I think I would agree that Cavs, Pistons, Knicks solidly not in playoff contention. Um, and don't want to be, you know, like what they they don't want to be. In fact, if the Pistons were to get too close, they would trade Blake Griffin in a heartbeat. Um, and I think ditto with the Cavs and Kevin Love and Drummond. Yes. Well, they've tried to trade Kevin Love for like 10 years uh <laughs> well now his contract will be now his contract is reasonable onerous <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. i mean it, you know we keep don't seeing people love... big contracts get traded every year right that's so. what i was gonna say don't you love the fact that like everyone has always been like ah, kevin love you can't trade him because of that contract and yet russell westbrook has changed like four different teams chris paul's traded been traded five times like clearly it's yes the loves contract is not great but also clearly not a lot of teams want kevin love uh i think i like the hornets hawks bulls being in that like muddling pool of 
the two teams who will make the play in. I think the yeah, Bulls that's better to say they're in the yeah. same tier for sure. I think the Bulls are the best of those three, uh, just from my personal feelings. Um, but I could see like if all the pieces for the Hawks click, yeah, that defense is still going to just be God awful, but Holy shit, that offense is going to be really hard to stop. So they could just, you know, score basically, you know, average, whatever, 120 a game in order to get into the playoffs. But I like those three as like the kind of teams who are, fringe playoff teams who who certainly have made steps in order to try to make the playoffs whereas like the Cavs Pistons Knicks and Magic really haven't made steps to try to make the playoffs they're just a few years away I mean obviously those teams would like to make the playoffs but by forcing it um you end up sacrificing your future so the Cavs you know in three years They'll have a completely new front court and their exciting young wing, Isaac Okoro, who might be the best defensive rookie, um, will be, you know, maturing into the beginning of his prime. Hopefully the backcourt has gotten better. And the Pistons, if Blake's healthy this year, then sure, why not make the playoffs as a seventh or eighth seed or one of the play-in games? Um, But they're obviously going for youth and they want to try to tend to that youth correctly, which is why they got Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant. But All right, they don't need eight, to make Give me your eight and seven. Okay. I went back and forth. I think my eight is the Pacers and my seven is Washington. Okay. I like that. I definitely would have Washington above the Pacers. So if you're going to have that, then yes. Why? I'm curious. Why do I definitely like Washington more than the Pacers? Yeah, because I I kept going back and forth on them. Uh, Probably because I have just an underlying distrust in the Pacers, and I just don't believe that they're as good as (laughs) their record shows. That Um, team might not fit either with Sabonis and Turner. I just that I think that's the feeling that I have with the Pacers, where it's like I I just don't know what they are, and I don't think they know what they are. Like you have Victor Oladipo, who is the star, but isn't the star. Michael Brogdon is great, but isn't a star and then you don't know what that backcourt or the frontcourt is i just feel like they're they're a, a team of very talented players who we've seen be successful they won 45 games last year but i i just i i don't know what this team is whereas with the wizards i i can see what the wizards are the wizards are russell westbrook bradley beal being this offense and then you're having young pieces there around them to help them. I am really big on Thomas Bryant. I think Thomas Bryant is going to be a really, uh, I said in ESPN leagues, he's under 50% rostered and that should not be true. You should be adding Thomas Bryant because I just think that he is going to be a really vital part of this offense, given what uh, Westbrook, you know, Westbrook's driving kicks, picks and rolls that whole nine yards. So I just, I, in my head, I have a much clearer vision of what the wizards are are and right from with having no no sense of what how these teams play i will trust that more than like what this mess of the pacers team is but would i be surprised if the pacers finished like a top five or six seed no not at all i think if the pacers like if tj warren is bubble warren well that's true too yeah like if he actually has taken a gigantic step and is now one of the better players in the league, then I do think that dictates what the Pacers do. If all of a sudden they have, you know, an elite wing to pair with Brogdon and Depot, then 
I think that's pretty attractive for all three of those players. You know, like if they're sort of, if they're not simpatico, if they're not on the same page, then yeah, I agree. It's just a mess because they all will have different agendas. Um, the front court, like it's, it hasn't seemed to work, but they have a new coach, you know, and shit, man, Philly with Simmons and Embiid hasn't yeah. seemed to work all the time, but you know, they have a new coach. So things can change. Um, if Warren is really, really good, then I think that's such a positive for them that it could help buoy them. Um, but as it is, I just don't trust them as much as I trust the top six. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I also for Warren is that he almost averaged 20 a game last year yeah. as it was. And so I, I, I like, I don't, you're not going to get a 30 point, per, like, you're not going to, he's not going to magically add 10 points a game to his game like he did in the bubble. So, like, uh, three points a game. Uh, is that such a difference that it's going to take this team further than we would expect? I, I, I'm not, I maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what they, it's just, maybe, maybe it's just the solidifying of like, okay, here is our alpha. And that's all that this team needs to kind of like let the pieces fall because that was Oladipo. Then Oladipo was injured. And then he kind of came back and was kind of like iffy. And then TJ, like, I just think that they need to figure out like, what is their, what is their primary? Who is their secondary and let the pieces fall as they, as they will. um, And, and who that is going to be. I also feel like it's sort of tough these days for your two guard to be the focus like it's easier geometrically if mm. you're off like if Warren becomes the number 1 the alpha then right that will that gra- his gravity will end up helping the rest of the team in ways that is more beneficial i think than if Depot is the alpha yes. even though Depot I, you know they could both end up averaging 24 points per game you know like they've we've seen them do it before in different situations uh, Brogdon is best as a complimentary player yep. and that's why Milwaukee never should have gotten rid of him. Yeah. It was but a stupid move. like Brogdon will be solid no matter what team he's on, you know, like he's one of those players. That's yeah. why he's so useful. And the more pressure you can take off of the front court, I think the better. So if like, if, if, if your perimeter players, if Warren Depot and Brogdon are all good, then I think this team's ceiling gets raised. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, give me your six and five. Okay. I went Raptors six, even though I hate myself for it, and Nets five. Nets, that interesting. Okay, so the Raptors, that is, we are getting, I think we are getting to one of the things that you were talking about. We're like, and I tried this real briefly before we popped on, but like, it is, when you're talking Nets, Heat, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks. God, that is a really tough, like yeah. six teams to figure out how they're all going to mesh. I am surprised. I can understand where you have the Raptors. Personally, I think I would have the Sixers six and the Raptors five. Sure. Um, just because I still don't really trust what the Sixers are. I'm surprised that you have the Nets at five. The reason I have both of these teams in particular outside of the top four is that I think that both teams don't care about their regular season record or seeding as much as some of the other teams. That is a very good point. 
like Kevin Durant doesn't fucking care what CD is. Right. And the Raptors don't give a, f- they're the most solid team in the NBA in terms of experience, people, consistency. Um, I am very high on them in the playoffs. I'm extremely high on them right, in the playoffs, right. especially because I think that they could be due for another big trade. Um, but what do they care about the number one seed? What do the Nets care about the number one seed? What matters is the first and second rounds. And I don't think that anyone in the NBA thinks that the first round is going to be a cakewalk this year because there are so many solid to good teams. So while I don't think that the Lakers would lose to an eight seed, I do think that those series won't be sweeps. Like they'll be more competitive than usual. So you know, the Nets and the Raptors aren't going to try to pick their opponent. They're going to win enough to be in the playoffs. And I feel like those are easy spots. The other teams above them want it, want the seeding more, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I like your premise. My, not a worry, but just my thought is that the Nets might just be too good to take their foot off the gas. Like even when they're trying not to try, they still just win. But, but how uh, often unless, are they actually going, you know, we don't know what Durant and Kyrie's sure. load management sure. will look that's, like. That and the team bad. will but still even, be good even when they're not playing. Right. That's but, what I was going to say. Totally. But Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie are not the same types of players. Like they'll do yes, well, obviously, but Durant is one of the best NBA players of all time. He's possibly the most natural scorer ever. And Kyrie is elite. So I just, (laughs) I just don't feel like they give a shit, you know, like they've been there and back. Yeah. So I think the uh, only, the only thing I would say is I think the Sixers finish six again and Raptors five and Nets four. I like, I like your reasoning behind the Raptors and Nets, but I still just, (laughs) I still have a hard time believing that the Raptors would would let themselves fall to a f- six, but maybe would they want to be? I mean, if they were the five seed, then the, your first round is is Raptors Nets, which would be incredible. Anyways, okay, uh, give me your four and three. Okay, my four is the Miami Heat. Okay, and my three oh, way too much confidence in the Sixers. Fuck you, Natty. I I'm very high on them. My three is the Boston Celtics. Fuck you. Fuck I know. You. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, good, good. This means, this means what we're going to get a delightful uh, Celtics Raptors in the first round. You're such an asshole. So the heat, much like the nets, they're too good to not win, but Jimmy buckets, and the heat, you know, culture that we can't stop talking about, and Bam, and all they're the not young guys—they're—they they don't have—they don't take games off. Like they're—I—I—I'm hoping that they will rest Jimmy sometimes, but for the most part, I think they're going to play balls to the wall and try to get the number one seed and remind everyone that they were just in the fucking finals and right. no one's talking about them. Like right. no one's talking about them outside of a, the context of Harden trades. And as soon as Miami announced we're not going to do that, like you forgot about them. No one, no one cares about any of their moves. <laughs> you know, like it's a strangely quiet finals team. 
Yeah. I, and for that reason though, I feel like they are going, I feel like this is going to be, Jimmy's going to use this as motivation as a future, like F you, oh. like he, he already yeah. wasn't F you last year. He's going to be an F you again this year. And so I, I don't see, I would say, and I'm going to just, I'm going to predict who your two and one is. You have Sixers two and Bucks at one. I do. Yeah. See, I think, I think what's going to, I would say Pacers, Washington, if we're going, if we're going eight up Pacers, sure. Washington, I'll give a little bit of love to the Sixers Pacers, Washington Raptors, Sixers Celtics, Nets, Heat, Bucks. I just think, okay. I think the, I think the Heat are going to go balls to the wall all like that's just Jimmy buckets to a T and maybe yeah, they even the surpass the general the, total, right? Maybe they pass surpass the bucks because I do think that Bam Adebayo is a Giannis stopper. Sure. Uh, they could so, have and, the number one seed real easy. You can see right. that happening. Yeah. Right. Um, I think the Nets are sorry. I, well, I already talked about the Nets and why I think I just think that they're too good to to even if they try to take things off to still fall. The Celtics, I think, are going to be you're going to have figuring out at the start of the season what they are without Kemba and and really the pressure is going to be on these stars or the young guys and and yes that was true last year. I think it's still this. I feel like the Celtics are going to be a team that use the whole regular season to kind of figure out what they are mm-hmm. and make, I think there is a big, I think they are the team in the East that's going to make a move. I know you like the Raptors to do that. And the Raptors have like made that their MO, but I do think that that's a Celt- that the Celtics are going to do that. And then come playoff time, Brad's going to be like, okay, I have these like three lineups that are just going to, and we're going to roll them out and we're going to just live or die by them through the playoffs. So I think that the Celtics could be, outside of the top uh, four. I think that's where I had them, or maybe I have them just at four uh, in terms of, in terms of the seeding this year. I mean, they don't have Kemba to start the season and they don't have Gordon Hayward anymore. So right. I don't think that they got better, even though I like their rookie a lot. And I think he'll do real well on that team. I just don't think that they, if they improved it's addition by sub- subtraction. So while I believe in them and think that they are definitely a team that should compete to get to the Eastern Conference Finals without a trade, I don't think that that team is as good as Philadelphia or as good as Milwaukee. They're still incredibly good. And with Miami, like I could sort of see them getting any of the top five seeds. Also, like I said before, there's only 72 games this season. So all of these seeds could be separated by one game or tiebreakers. Totally. You know, there's like, there could be the top six and then a drop off of three or four games. It it might be really, really crowded. And in that case, you know, some of the teams are going to say, well, how hard are we going to go for this? Like we know we're in the playoffs. Do we really need the number one seed? Um, and we don't really know what like home court advantage will be like this year. It Toronto's not playing in Toronto. Yeah, so that's, that's huge. Fucking strange. Um, so it came down to, you know, like, who do you really trust? I think that the Sixers constructed like the team that almost beat the Raptors two years ago, which is what they have now is an incredibly potent force. I mm-hmm. think to jump ahead, I think, Embiid's going to get defensive player of the year this year. 
I don't think they make the Harden trade because over the first month, I think they see like how good this team can actually be. And Simmons is more valuable long-term. Yep. Especially if he can make even like one, three a game, if he makes even one, you know, that, like it'll yes. change everything. And all of the Philly fans will be like, we fucking told you so <laughs> we were right. And then Milwaukee, you know, Giannis forever. I he's 25, 26. Like he could go up another level this year. Um, having drew there is a really big deal. Drew holiday. That team I don't know if they got better or worse, really. All, all I care about is Giannis. And I think that he's, there's no reason to believe that the trajectory he's been on will alter. Like he's not just right. going to plateau. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, shall we move on to the West? Sure. But I have a question for you first. Oh. Do you think that any team in the NBA will win 60 games this year? So they'd in a 72 game sketch, like that would be incredibly impressive. I, I don't think so because I don't know what team is so good that they would like, I think what you're saying is, is, is a really good point where in the fact that it is a shortened season though. And so maybe and teams are less, are less load teams in the East. Like it's not going to happen in right. the West. Right. But, no, no, no. It's it's gonna I think the only thing the only team that would make sense to me, maybe maybe I'm undervaluing the Bucks. Maybe I have it in my head that I just I'm forgetting just how effing don, dominant this team can be. And Bud's a really good, you know, is a regular good, season coach. Regular season I mean, coach. I I think like the most you can realistically look for is like between fifty and fifty-five because yes. players will be taking games or teams will be resting players i shouldn't say that they're taking games off right. um so you know that could add what like five losses to every team's card, I, think it's, so. I think the narrative the narrative comes down to the nets being just like fuck player management we're riding kd is fully healthy kd is like i'm coming for the mvp like i'm going to just show you all that i haven't lost a step and i am the best player in the nba since that was where he was before he tore his achilles sure. like and he's just going to be like, no, this is, I'm not resting. Like, I'm going to show you everyone that I am back to where I was. Don't doubt me. And I'm going to go carry the nets to, yeah, 60 and 12 or whatever. There's a lot of, there's been so much rest. This is like when LeBron two years ago had his first big injury. Yes. yes. And we were talking in the offseason. We were like, you guys don't understand. LeBron James has been more rested coming into this season than he has been since he started playing basketball. <laughs> There's no fucking way he won't do well. Right. And I think that Durant under Steve Nash, I do. I don't think that they'll eschew or avoid player rest and load management, but I think they'll be smart about it. And, you know, when Katie's in a rhythm, I think they'll try to keep him going. And then, you know, if he has one bad game, it's like, okay, sure. maybe you should take the next two games off. Yeah. But just try to, you know, do like respond to your body. Not Nash is always talking about like, listen to your body. My concern is D'Antoni's influence and just running people into the fucking ground. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to think about that. All right. Before we move on to the West, let's take a quick ad break. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. So let's move to the West. The let's only. Do it team in the West that I think everyone sort of agrees is not going to be a playoff team and doesn't want to be a playoff team is the Oklahoma city thunder. So I have them as 15th. Yes. I agree with that. The other four teams. Thank you. That I have (laughs) out of the playoffs are Minnesota, New Orleans, Sacramento, and Memphis. I like Memphis a lot. Timberwolves. So Timberwolves say their names, Ben Natty. Timberwolves, Pelicans, Spurs and Grizzlies. Nope. Uh, instead of Spurs, it's the Kings. It's Sacramento, Kings. and Sacramento. then Grizzlies well, Sacramento, at San Antonio, and they're Pelicans. both Pelicans. best teams. Sure. So you think? Okay. 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 The okay. thing okay. all those teams have in common is youth, and yep. the West is so 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 stacked this year that I think the youth will run at the beginning, but then mm-hmm. they'll start losing games. The only place where I'm only coming up against only place I'm coming up against you is Pelicans. Is I had Pelicans in a play in the play in and the Spurs out of the playoffs. Okay, Um, I mean that's totally fair. I have Spurs at ten. If they trade Lamarcus or Demar Chosen, then they would probably fall out. But I'm going to put them there out of respect. Sure. So they get That's the 10th spot for me. That's fair. Um, I would say, I would say Pelicans and Spurs are, are the Pelicans feel to me like the Hornets in the East. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Couldn't totally can make the play in and they totally could not, you know, they, it's a young team and uh, we don't know which version of Lonzo we're getting. And we don't actually know like how consistent Zion can be. We hope you know, he's a superstar, but we haven't really seen that yet over like 20 games. You know, I have big hopes for Brandon Ingram this year, but Mm -hmm. there's just because they're a Stan Van Gundy coach team doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to be like an elite defense. So even though they have good defenders on their team and Steven Adams and Lonzo, uh, there, I, I think there's a lot of question marks and I think that they could make a trade too. Like, I don't think JJ Redick is going to be on this team at the end of the season. I think they're going to jettison some players. Yeah. Are they going to trade them just as they're about to make the playoffs so that JJ for the second year in a row doesn't go to the playoffs? Well, just a you real, know, real everybody F-U. needs perimeter shooting when the playoffs Everyone come does. around. So yep. it's like, it's, you know, you could see him on nearly any team, really. Oh, like even God, going yeah. back to Philadelphia. 
and the fact that i mean the bucks letting brogdon leave was 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 bad the also the the sixers why why would you let your best three-point shooter which is like what you desperately need in that offense and they just the i mean the entire team roster last year was a mistake and they you know daryl morey came in and changed all of it right away so um there's I have Ja as my most improved. I think he's just going to be stellar this year, just mm. a burning star. But I don't think that the rest of the team will take that step with him. Okay. So that's why I have them out, even though I think they'll be pretty solid. The Kings I, I are going to King. I mean, yeah, I agree with you on Memphis. Um, so you have Spurs then as one of your play ins. Who's your other play in? It's the Warriors. Ooh. Yeah, tell me I have them more because I have the Mavericks here, but you tell me more okay. about the Warriors. Ooh, I, I like that a lot too. Um, I was sort of thinking down on the Mavs earlier, but I'm I have the Warriors there because A, I think they're one of these teams that doesn't really care about seeding so long as yep. they make it in, but the play in game is different. But yeah, um, they're they're like an injury away from not being competitive and it's not just Curry and it's not just Draymond, you know, like if they lost Wiggins, that would be a huge hit. And that's really saying something because (laughs) not a good thing when you're relying on. Yeah. But here's the thing. Andrew Wiggins was, I think 19th in points last year. He's much better than a lot than most of the players in the NBA, but it's just him and Ubre. They can't be your second best players. They just right. can't be. And the, the 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 um Clay Thompson injury is just devastating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it it will take Steph having an MVP year, I think, to really be high in the playoff seating. And while I do think that he could have an MVP year and he should be in the d- discussion in the top five, I also feel like he doesn't need to prove anything. And if he doesn't want to, he doesn't need to. So yeah. long as they make the playoffs, then things will be okay. And, you know, they can make, you know, trade. Like the fact that they have Wiggins' contract means that they can get a big contract back. So, yeah. you know, that could even be a hardened team. That wouldn't be, I mean, not against that. Um, Yes, I think you are totally right about the Warriors. I had them as my eighth seed, but I would definitely bump them into the play in just because of what you said, where it's like, man, if I mean, particularly if Steph ever misses games in a in a short oh, season, like yeah. they're just that's that's game set match, not without having Clay and Draymond's not even starting for them tonight. Right. So it's yeah. like they're already off to a uh, not to a great start. So there's there's just a lot of uncertainty there, but I still have confidence in them. I do feel like Steph Curry is just like Harden and Giannis and LeBron. He's a guy who, if he's on your team, you should be able to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, All right. Give us your eight and seven for the, for the West. Okay. Eight. I have the Phoenix suns. Yes, baby. Yes. Yeah. Motherfucking do. Yeah. I just, I feel like they're ready and having point God there is going to, provide a focus that they haven't had yet. Um, And while that team isn't as stacked with talent as the other Western teams above them, it's still really good. 
DeAndre Ayton's still really good. He's not Luka good, but and he's going to have to wear that for his whole career, but he's still really good. Devin Booker yep. is fucking fire. He could have a transcendent year. I think there's he could be a Black Horse MVP uh, if the mesh of him and CP3 really works out. Um, and then I have Dallas at seven. Yeah, that's yep, that's where I have him too. Yes, and Dallas I, is another team where it's like you're one injury away, and when is Porzingis coming back? Like they could be a sh- if they didn't have Luca, that team would be shit. Oh, that team would be hot fucking garbage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I was it took it took a lot of tempering of expectation to put the Suns as the eight seed because I was just like, let's fucking ride. <laughs> this team was undefeated in the bubble. They yeah. added Chris yeah. Paul. Like, let's fucking go and let's just like make this team. A six seed. I, I I have so many. It's so funny for the West because the West is loaded with so many good teams, but there are a, a few of them who I just perennially. I guess this is true for both both conferences. Is there are NBA good NBA teams who I perennially are just like, no, I don't believe that you're good. And and two in the West are the Jazz and then this Rockets team. Both of them are, I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. Like you guys, yes, you will probably both finish like in the top five seeds in the West, but it's just like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I want the Suns. I want this. I want the Jazz to be, you can sneak in as the eighth seed and the Suns are going as, as the five seed. But, you know, ultimately that won't happen because the Jazz are a very good team. The Suns, however, are one of the rare teams that do give a shit about seeding. They yeah. want to make the playoffs. They almost need to make the playoffs. If they don't oh, they, make yes. the playoffs they don't. with Chris Paul, that's a disaster. Yeah. Um, they have to make the playoffs to show Devin Booker that they can, that this is that they they are competent in what they are doing. So they could be shooting for a number one seed. There is a world where they're a top three seed in the West. But that'll probably be because the other teams couldn't care less. I think there's one other team that would, that it's going to care a lot. Um, But the Suns. Can I guess who it is? Can I guess who it is? Show. Yeah, go ahead. Is it Portland? It sure fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. Yeah. Yeah. This is is what I'm saying, man. This is what I'm saying. It's just the Jazz, (laughs) the Rockets, the, the, the Nuggets I enjoy. I enjoy the Nuggets. But like the Clippers and the Lakers, these teams don't excite me. These teams don't excite me, and they don't even excite themselves. Like, they are going to just be like, we're going to make the playoffs. We are gonna. We don't care about seeding, blah, blah, blah. I want the motherfucking Suns and the motherfucking Trailblazers and give me Luka with a healthy Porzingis. But uh, even them, even the Mavericks, I'm kind of lukewarm on. The, this Luka warm on. Nailed it. Nice job. The Suns and Blazers, I'm just like, yes, carry me to heaven and back. Just like decide that this is your year in a shortened season in a year where the Lakers are coming off of like 60 days rest and, and all of this kind of shit. The Rockets are just kind of in turmoil, whatever is going and just be like, no, no, screw all kind of excuses. We are going to play all 70 games, balls to the wall, and we are going to try to like stake our claim in a top Western team. Like, man, you your question about the East what if what if Dame Lillard just hits a, a level we can't even fathom? Right. And the Trailblazers are the team that goes 60 and 12. Like, God, wouldn't that be glorious? Let me submit this to you as well, Peter. Yes, I will take it. Giannis 
has won the MVP the past two years. It's highly unlikely he will win it again. We said last year that before the season started last year, that it was going to be LeBron's last best chance to win MVP because Mm -hmm. Golden State was injured and like, you know, everything was wide open and he almost did, but they gave it to Giannis instead. Giannis won't win the MVP this year. LeBron's not going to win it because they are going to take games off and he just couldn't care less anymore. Someone knew they're not going to give it to Harden after what happened this off season. They're not going to give it to Russ, even if he does a Westbrookian triple double average because Beal's there and we've seen it before. This is going to be a new MVP year. It's either going to be Luca. I think it'll be Dame. I, there are other people in there, you know, like Booker, um, if Tatum reaches another level, thank you, God. Yep, I mean, come there on, it is. Tatum, sure, Tatum totally. Or Booker, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Dame, oh, for sure. Those are yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the two guys who I like. I, I, as a Celtics fan, not Doctor Pete. The stethoscope is off. I am firmly staking my flag in Jason Tatum. This is Jason Tatum MVP season. Like I, I just, I think that this is the first year that he is coming into. Like that, this is his team. Like there was the Kyrie years. There was last year where it was Kemba was now like the, the veteran that's leading this team that it was like, this is Jason Tatum. You are the face of the Boston Celtics carry this team go. Right. And, and he is had now years to develop. Like this just feels like the culmination. This feels like all the hype and all of the progress that we were excited about Luca last year. This mm-hmm. feels like Tatum this year. And obviously that didn't amount to Luca winning an MVP last year, but it could just in a week East where you couldn't just put up numbers like Tatum could take that. But if it's not Tatum, it is a hundred percent Damian Lillard and just carrying this trailblazers and being i just i think damian lillard is has reached this point of being fucking fed up with the lack of respect that he gets sure. on a national stage He's just the, yeah furious and rightfully so the guy is a top five five and he has ice cold you know, put away games and last second shots already in the playoffs. Like we've seen him put teams to bed. Liquid nitrogen pumping through his veins. Yeah. Like he doesn't sweat sometimes, which is fucking crazy. Um, (laughs) Everybody loves CJ McCollum. Fucking Rocco is there now. Mello's still there. Uh, Their front court, which is totally underrated, is back and healthy. Hopefully they're back. Yes, that's huge. And they finally have some wings that maybe aren't total Mario Hazonia trash. So this is a team that looks better on paper than it has in a couple of years. And everything's sort of laid out for Dame to go crazy and grab MVP. I sort of feel the same way about Jimmy in the East. Sure, like if he sure. just decided, fuck it, we're getting, we're getting the number one seed. I'm going to remind people who the fuck I am, the guy that yeah. went to the finals last year. Like you can see that all, he, but he's not exactly the type of player that would do that. That's but what I was going to say. Yeah. His thing would be entirely built around carrying the heat to the number one seed. Like Jimmy's not going to put up the offensive or even like, he's not going to put up the numbers that statistically would, I would feel like be like MVP numbers. I think it would be more about the narrative and that the fact that like he, you know, he and the heat w- won the East 
and and took right. you know took down the in Bucks, a conference with Giannis and with right. Tatum with and, and Kevin with Durant and Simmons and Durant right yeah totally right right that like that was that is his narrative I think Dame Dame is like if if the Trailblazers finish like a fourth or top a fourth or above seed in the West and Dame is averaging like thirty a game like that's MVP lock and loaded in my book. I mean, I have them as two. I think if they... You have them as the two seed? Yeah. Oh my God, I love you so much, Natty. Yes. Okay, incredible. Good. I just, like, it's hard. The Lakers got better. Like, you just can't argue with that. Yes. And even though it might be a little bit boring, like, they have Montreal... They, they just have dudes there for the regular season, and AD and LeBron will just take back over in the postseason, and they'll probably have made another trade. Like Kuzma's extension is eminently tradable. Yep. There's there's just no reason to believe that the Lakers will be worse in record. Yes. So it's like I I'm so skeptical of them not being in the top seed. But if they were not the number one seed, then it means that one of the other teams just got fucking so good that they were able to overcome the LeBron team, which doesn't generally happen unless he's hurt. So that team to me is the team that got the best that had the best off season. And I think that's Portland and they're, I love it. They're just so much fun to watch too, you know? And it's like Dame has the resume and like these things sort of emerge when you're not a player like LeBron who you're like, okay, well technically he should be MVP every year. A yeah. player like Luca, who had the best season of a 21-year-old ever last season, which is really saying a lot. But just like we thought with Giannis, like Luca will get his MVPs. So yeah, I, they're coming. Don't yeah. worry, Luca. So unless Dallas is a number one or two seed, I don't think that he'll be a real MVP contender. Like people will talk about him all year, but he'll mm-hmm. end up not getting. Um, all right. Well, I guess we still have a lot to talk about in the West. <laughs> we're we're oh, jumping right. all over the place. Give me your six and five seed. Okay. Six is. So wait, I did Suns. Suns, Suns at eight and Mavs at seven, right? Right. Okay. Then, right. okay. Then it's Rockets and then Jazz. Okay. Yep. Sure. I, Stupid, boring, predictable. Right. And it's Rockets because of Harden and it's Jazz yep. because of System and Boyan coming back and them having the best one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. And I feel like they, they they'll be better because Boyan's coming back, but I don't think that they like made off season moves to improve the jazz that much. Um, And they'll just be, they're like the Spurs, you know, they play incredibly hyper-efficient, competent basketball, and they'll be there in the playoffs, no matter what Houston with Harden is going to be in the playoffs. There's yep. absolutely no doubt in my mind. You can argue that the team overall is in a better position now because they don't have to play like tit for tat. Here's the other fucking all NBA guy. So you Harden can share it. Like it's his team. Mm-hmm. If John wall and boogie are healthy and good, that'll be great. If Christian wood is good, that'll be like, th- you can see this team being a top four seed just because everyone performs better than we expected and is healthier than we expected. Eric Gordon is now back and healthy. PJ Tucker is playing for a contract. Like there's a bunch of reasons why Houston will be good. Even if they traded Harden, 
I still feel like that if everybody else was healthy and solid, I still feel like that would be a pretty hard out. Yeah. So especially since I don't think that you're going to get a deal for Harden that is like cap filler and picks, you know what I mean? Like you're still going to get players back who are going to start for you and and give you solid production. And so maybe you drop to eight in the, in the uh, West, but like, you know, I'm super high for most improved. I was debating between, uh, Christian Wood and who I ultimately went with. So like I, I think Christian Wood's going to be have a great year this year, given what we saw last year. Totally, knock wood. But the thing is, he's a late bloomer, so it's okay to not distrust, but like show me, show me sure. first season. Like that's yep. absolutely fair. Uh, they have a new coach. They have new players. I mean, outside of Gordon Harden and PJ, it's like all these new dudes. So there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, but Harden is Harden. He will get you to 50 wins in a regular season. He will get you to the playoffs in a regular season. This is going to be a strange season. Who knows if he'll be there the whole time. If he is, I have no doubt that they will be a playoff team. He's just too good. It's like you said with KD, like you're too good. You'll, you'll be there. I fully agree. Okay. Uh, What are we at now? Five, no, four, three seeds. So, okay. Then it's, so then it's jazz, then nuggets, Clippers, Blazers, Lakers. I'll just give my nuggets, Clippers, Blazers, Lakers. Yep. Okay. I, Um, I like that. I like it. I, yeah, I have nothing. I I mean, I obviously love the Blazers. Like the nuggets didn't really get better. No. Um, the Clippers, that team sort of strikes me as Indiana did to you in the East. Like, I'm just sure. not sure that it's a real cohesive team. I think their bench doesn't make any sense at all. You know, like Reggie Jackson and Blue Williams can't play in the playoffs. And um, Zubots has a role. Yes, no. They gave all that money to Morris. Like The, the whole thing doesn't really feel like it changed outside of now Ty Lu is in charge. Um, but the talent is still there. So if PG 13 and Kawhi are healthy, then I don't see how they could really fall that far. I completely agree. Yeah. I think that's, I am in love with the Blazers at the two seed. I, that would bring me so much joy. Where do you happened. have them? Uh, I had them. I think I had them at the highest as the five seed. Um, and so I think I, I had, well, I had a whole mess of things that I was kind of constantly tweaking around. I think where I would say is Mavs eight rockets, seven Suns six jazz, five nuggets, I guess, blazers, four nuggets, three clippers, two Lakers, one. Sure. That being said, I do feel like the Clippers might not. I don't know if the Clippers are locked to be the two seed in the West again. I just, I, I'm not super confident in that. So maybe, maybe the Nuggets take it or our beloved Blazers. I mean, I don't feel like the Clippers care about seeding. I feel like they care about not getting smacked in the face by Denver again. So they're yes. going to do like everything in their power to make sure that the team is ready for that kind of challenge in the postseason. Totally. And so that means, you know, maybe you drop a few games while you're trying out some lineups or, you know, resting people or after a trade. Yep. But it's interesting that you and I both basically have the same top eight. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's hard to argue against those teams. Like, you know. Yeah, which one West. of those teams drops out if like Memphis or Sacramento or New Orleans? I think the I Mavericks mean, would be my my go, go-to. Sure. Just because just I, I feel like that is the team of those, and maybe the Rockets, maybe the Rockets. Uh, those are the teams that I feel like of the West that are in those playoffs where the most weight of the team is placed on one person's shoulders. Whereas like the Suns now you've got Booker, you've got Paul, and you're hoping that DeAndre Ayton steps up as a viable third kind of player. The Jazz, you've got um, Don Mitch, Gobert, Bogdan. Like that team is that team's ready to go. Nuggets, Jokic and Murray, and then Michael Porter Jr. and then Clippers and Blazers and Lakers. We've talked plenty about. I do think that there's a chance that Denver is out. Mm. because there's sort of a history okay. of teams going to conference finals and losing. Yeah. And it's and like, then, yeah, you know, you take your shot the following year and then you come back stronger and they like, remember how furiously these motherfuckers had to play to advance and how much, how many games they played and how many minutes they played. And what, like, it was and and now five minutes later, we're starting a new season again. So it's almost like sure. Jamal Murray, like after that game, being told that he had to play in two days. And he's like, wait, we're playing Tuesday? <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, this Shit. is too soon, man. Right. It's like you could, especially because they didn't get demonstrably better. I could mm-hmm. see them taking not a step back, but they're just not as just, good yes. as a stacked yeah. West. And so they maybe fall out, yeah, but it would be by a hair. Right. And what we said with the East is still rings true, obviously. I mean, this is true across the board where it's like with 72 games, these playoffs, like the top, I mean, the West, the whole, all eight seeds could be figured out by, you know, like four or five games. Uh, but there's going to be yeah. so many, I think there's going to be so many close records that it's going to be like, yes, maybe the Rocket, I mean, the Nuggets still win 40 plus games. But that now in the West, that is an eighth seed or that possibly even knocks you out. Right. Here's the thing. Every time a team in the West plays the Thunder, they have to win. So those are pressure packed games because it's like you cannot afford to lose to the universally acknowledged weakest team in your conference in a year like this. Like, right. Even if you don't care about seeding, you just have to win that game. You, it's just like the Spurs always do. You know, like they know which games they need to win in order to be in the hunt. You cannot lose to the Thunder, but we know that some of these teams will. So, mm-hmm. and the Thunder might be better than we think. Like if SGA they, takes a they lead, they were last then, year, right? Totally. So there's it's it's going to be a weird reverse target on the thunder's back. Like, I don't think that teams will rest versus them. I think they'll actually like try to play their full complement because they need to win. Whereas yeah. if you lose to the Clippers, like, well, who cares if you lose right. to the Lakers, who cares? Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we go, let's rattle through our, uh, our end of season awards MVP. I feel like we've talked about, obviously I'm staking my flag in Tatum territory. Are you, you're going with Dame as your pick or are I you sure going am. To? good? It's boy. the maestro's year. Yes. Well done. Uh, rookie of the year. I think it's Lonzo Ball without a, uh, not Lonzo, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo. Yeah. Without a doubt, just because he's the only rookie who's going to get the amount of time and minutes in order to do it. Plus, it's narrative driven. He's going to make flashy plays. That's going to ring off of people's minds. He's got it locked in my book. I agree with you. 
the only thing I would say back is that uh, Anthony Edwards has a chance to shine in Minnesota if he's demonstrably better than DAR. And if yeah. Wiseman's actually good in Golden State, he's going to get so much pub. Like he's just and super true. They who knows how much they'll play him. So there is competition, but I agree. It's probably Lamelo's. Uh, most improved. You said you had jaw. I got Shea Gilders Alexander. I was debating sure. between Shea and who did I say earlier? I said someone earlier, but now I forgot. Blake. Blake. Yes. Blake most improved. Uh, yep. so I just think, I think, and this plays into the fact that I'm just like super effing hyped about Shea and fantasy as well. But I think that Shea taking over this offense, it could completely backfire because of the fact that he has been really good when the offense hasn't been solely his when he was playing alongside Chris Paul. But I just I trust the guy to be able to take the mantle and and really thrive with it. Agree. Agree. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have defensive a player for the defensive. Yeah. yeah. I'm going I got with Anthony Joel. Davis. Sure. I got it. Sure. Yeah. Hard I mean, to Really hard, hard to, to argue with those. Yeah, I mean, it could be those. a wing, like, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Could Who do you have in the again. finals? The finals, all right. Not Dr. Pete. <laughs> I mean, but I, oh, God damn it. You Yo, say what you, you feel, have, dude. Say what you, you have feel. In the finals? Who do you have in the finals? I'm I have Lakers versus Raptors. Lakers, Raptors. Okay. 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 Press, okay. and that's, because I think that the Raptors will probably make a trade this year to go yeah. with a transcendent OG Ananobi, yep. a continuously improving Pascal Siakam and their fearsome backcourt. They just know how to win. They have a great coach. They're a player away from being super dangerous again. I don't know who that player is right now, but I think it'll happen. It's Blake Griffin. Like there's something to be said for them focusing on the front court when their additions in the front court last year were pretty good. And yep. the year before that. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going, I'm, I'm going Lakers Celtics. I can't not. Uh, I think that the biggest key for the Celts, and I think that this is going to come from the start of this season is they are going to figure out and like the team is going to figure out what Kemba is to them. And I think sure. that's the key is Kemba your starting point guard who is your like second offensive option or is he you know a starting point guard but he's your fourth offensive option if if that i think they just need to figure out where he is uh and that will come at the beginning of the season if they figure it out and everything gels i i think this team is the favorite in the east if it doesn't gel which it certainly cannot then um then I'm going to go Bucks because I really like Drew Holiday. I really sure, like that totally. Drew Holiday addition. I think he brings a lot to that offense and obviously defense. And I just think that's going to be tough to score on the Bucks this year. I don't have the Bucks in the finals because I do not trust Mike Budenholzer in sure. the playoffs. Super fair. He maybe, hopefully last year taught him a life lesson, but you never know. I mean, how could you not have learned it already? It's like, yeah, you should play Giannis in the playoffs as much as you can. Giannis should play 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. But you're totally right. The addition of Drew, like, now that's another two-way player. And, like, yeah. we don't need to worry about Brogdon. Like, Drew Holiday is a for-real fucking NBA player. He and Giannis are going to be great together. Boring Chris Middleton is still there. You know, Brolo. The whole thing, like, you can see it working at a more – what. 
Like it's the same engine overall, but they got more juice. You know, it's just revving now. I mean, you you took a what a seventy win team lat no sixty win team last year, and mm-hmm. you replaced Eric Bledsoe with Drew Holiday. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good in my book. Totally awesome. Well, there you go. Those are our feelings on the 2021 NBA season starting tonight. Very exciting. Uh, let us know your feelings. Tweet them at us uh, at the Long Two Podcast. Make sure you follow. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and the small remnants of our fantasy football podcast since the mm-hmm. fantasy football season is basically over. Um, but yeah, enjoy basketball, Natty. I am uber hyped that it is back. Also, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, talk to you next week. Have a very Merry Christmas. Everybody be safe. We're yes. getting close to the end. So just hunker down, be strong, and have a wonderful holiday.